Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Did you know that over 95% of all businesses fail within the first 10 years? By listening in to what Bob's guests have to say, plus direction from Bob Pritchard himself, it's our intention that you won't be among those statistics. Now, here's your host, Bob Pritchard. Hello, world. Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. This is one business radio show that does go all around the world and is heard across the planet every Tuesday night here in Los Angeles. We've had a wet old week. In fact, <laughs> I went out for a walk up to my local bar the other night um, and on the way, on the wet pavement, I fell and my knee is an absolute mess. It's and uh, I can't walk, and it's been extremely painful. I've been on pills, so if I don't make sense tonight, you'll understand why. Now, if you're listening for the very first time, this is the radio show where we tell it exactly the way it is, doing everything we can to assist entrepreneurs by bringing the latest information every week on what is happening in business throughout the world. We're also very proud of the fact that we're the number one radio show globally for entrepreneurs, and the Voice American Radio Network has renewed our contract for another 12 months. So that's great. We've been uh, bringing you this show since 2011, and we look forward to continue to go from strength to strength. Thanks to you, our terrific listening audience. My new website went live today, so I invite you all to go to bobpritchard.com and check it out. I'm very interested in your comments, so please drop me an email at bobpritchard.com and let me know what you think. That's bobpritchard.com, and my email is bob at bobpritchard.com. One of the issues with Facebook is that your posts are looked at by potential employers, authorities, husbands, wives, boyfriends, girlfriends, and your indiscretions are there forever. <laughs> I wonder how many people are in a dreadful mess because somebody spotted something on Facebook that they shouldn't have. Well, Backpedal to the rescue. Backpedal's announced a new social media app that allows you to control the life cycle of all your posted content. It's, see, it's more than just a photo and video sharing app. It gives you the opportunity to control who sees your content, where it's posted, and how long it can be viewed. So you can put it up for minutes, or hours, or days, or weeks, whatever takes your fancy. And you can also choose to delete posts instantly just by a single push of a button. But better still, all shared content, including reposts, retweets, and forwards, are all removed once your post is backpedaled. So you can share your photos and videos with less worry about how they are going to screw up your life in future. And uh, so once the expiration date passes, the image is removed from all social sites where it was shared. I think that's fantastic. And it's great because it allows you to post private messages and share pictures and videos and texts and audio conveniently from one app and then take back everywhere, everything from everywhere with just one push of a button. So it, that's a, that happens even if somebody else reposts the shared content. The backpedals are free download for both. 
Backpedal. I'll try it again. Backpedal is a free download for both iOS and Android and is available through iTunes Store and Google Play. Now, each year, 24-7 Wall Street identifies 10 important brands in America that they predict will disappear before the end of the year. So let's look at the 10 brands that they predict will disappear before the end of 2014. Firstly, JCPenney. Well, they've been in some serious trouble for some time. And big box retailers like Walmart and Target and department stores such as Macy's, they're growing. While Penny's comparable sales dropped, comparable store sales dropped 25%, revenue fell 25%, and internet sales plunged 33% last year, as companies such as Amazon and eBay are just absolutely gobbling up the market share. There's absolutely no reason to believe that JC Penney's will survive. Secondly, Nook. Nook won't survive. It's competing with Amazon's Kindle and Apple's iPad, and the e-reader pad, e-reader business, is dying. It's expected to drop 27%. And you know, it's a, it's about numbers again. Amazon has more than 130 million visitors a month where Barnes & Noble has just 6 million. So they're gone. Thirdly, Martha Stewart Living Magazine will not survive as it's experienced a precipitous drop in advertising pages. It's nearly halved since 2008. The fourth company to go this year is Living Social, which has trailed Groupon since it launched, And, you know, Groupon hasn't made a profit, and it's in all sorts of troubles. And the daily deal industry has really nosedived. So people like um, eBay and American Express and Amazon, they all have much larger customer base, and they have heaps of data about their customers. And Living Social doesn't have any of that. So Living Social in 2014 doesn't stand a chance. The fifth company that won't make it through the year is Volvo. Now, Volvo might be a safe car, but in the US, it's as good as gone. In the United States, Volvo's market share is less than half of 1%. And it just can't compete with mid-luxury cars from General Motors and Toyota And it's also competing with the low-end models made by BMW, Mercedes and Audi. So that's pretty stiff competition. So they're predicting that Volvo is gone. The sixth company, which is not a surprise at all, is Olympus. Who'd want to be in the camera business when you've got Samsung and and, and, um, iPhone against you? So nobody wants to be in the uh, digital camera business. And the and iPhones and, and Samsung are now offering lenses and chips that capture very high-quality images. So expect Olympus to go. The seventh big brand to go in 2014 is pretty sad, really. It's the WNBA. I, um, 
I was hoping that the WNBA would catch on and really do well, but six teams have disappeared since the beginning of the league, which I think is only about, mm, from memory, I reckon it's probably six or eight years, and three of them have been relocated. So that's not promising. Attendance is absolutely awful and getting worse, and TV viewership is almost zero. So they're gone. Leap Wireless. Now, Leap's been the one big loser in the recent telecommunication. Gee, I'm having trouble with my mouth, and I think it might be all the painkillers I'm taking for my knee. God. Um, So Leap's the big, in in the uh, mergers and acquisitions frenzy that's been going on in the telecommunications business, it was uh, expected that Leap would merge with Metro PCS, but T-Mobile stepped in and screwed that up, and... uh, the most damaging evidence regarding Leap's future is its subscriber count, which dropped half a million, more than half a million, last year. The ninth company that will exit the US market in 2014, we expect, is Mitsubishi Motors, just as its uh, Japanese rival Suzuki did last year. Mitsubishi's sales are nosediving. And one of the weaknesses of the company, of course, is its um, very small model lineup. And the tenth and last brand that we expect to disappear in 2014 is Road and Track, which, despite being the oldest and most regarded automotive magazine in the country, its advertising pages have dropped like a brick in the last five years, and uh, no magazine can continue that kind of long-term slide. So they're the 14, uh, sorry, they're the 10 businesses that are going to go in 2014. How about that fantastic ad for Samsung that Ellen gave them when she took the Twitter site down at the Oscars with the selfie? God, I mean, that phone just looked so fantastic. And they're launching their new Galaxy S5 on April 11. The latest Galaxy's got some advantage that might help us help it against Apple's flagship phone in sales, at least for a little while, because they're going to have a start on Apple's new phone. So here are five reasons why Galaxy should be a hit. Firstly, the Galaxy's screen is more than an inch bigger than the iPhone 5S and has a higher resolution. Now, That's important because while an inch doesn't sound like much, when you look at the actual surface area of the phone, it makes a huge difference. And a lot of people now, including me, um, prefer phones with large screens over ones that just fit easily in the pocket because who the hell puts their phone in their pocket? Nobody. Secondly, before the Galaxy... Smartphones that ran on Android software were typical lumped together and I think they were called droids. Samsung's given the Galaxy an identity all of its own. It also has a huge market of users who buy a lot of their cheaper phones. The company sold 300 million smartphones in 2013, leading all phone vendors. 300 million. And many of these 300 million people could be upgraded into the Galaxy 5 
under the right circumstances. Thirdly, and I think this was one that was tipped for Apple, following the success of wearable health tech like Fitbit, the new Galaxy comes equipped with a heart rate monitor and the pre-installed S-Health 3.0 app allows users to keep track of their heart rate over time. So if you're dead, I guess your watch stops. (laughs) Not that it would do you much good. Matched with Samsung's just-announced Gear Fit smartwatch, Samsung is serious about cornering the fitness market. A few weeks ago, I tipped that that would be Apple's domain, but I guess not. Fourthly, Samsung's going to beat the new iPhone into the market by five or maybe six months. And during that period, they have everything to gain. They can go all out and really take a slice of the market that could have gone to Apple. Finally, and this is an amazing number, Samsung spent $14 billion on advertising in 2013. $14 billion. Apple spent one. So Samsung outspent Apple 14 times. Jeez. Who knows what Samsung's got in store for the Galaxy rollout, but you can bet it's going to be big. And with a six-month window, they'll throw everything at it. I don't blame them. Now, last week we spoke about Mark Zuckerberg's plans to connect everyone in the world by internet through his internet.org initiative. I think this is fantastic. I never liked Zuckerberg, but with his donations to charity and his initiative to um, put the internet in the hands of everybody on the planet, I'm beginning to think the guy is really cool. Well, today the story surfaced that Facebook is reportedly in talks to buy a drone company called Titan Aerospace. It's similar to Google's plan. You know, Google's putting up these balloons to beam the internet across countries that don't have the infrastructure for um, broadband internet. And both companies are racing to get as many new people online as possible using their services rather than the other. So what do we know about these drones? They're covered in solar panels and they store enough energy to lift the craft 20 kilometres above sea level. And they can just stale off forever. Now, besides the solar panels, they also have internal battery packs to back up so that they're able to launch at night. The smallest model, the Solara 50, is 50 metres long. That's about the length of an Olympic swimming pool. But it weighs only about 350 pounds and can carry a payload of 70 pounds. That means Facebook can load it up with equipment to beam the internet to people on the ground right across the world. The drones cruise at speeds of up to 100 kilometres an hour and can travel about 2.5 million miles. They're also the world's first atmospheric satellites powered by the sun. That's all pretty cool. They're cheaper than orbital satellites but have exactly the same capabilities like weather monitoring and earth imaging or in Facebook's case, providing internet access to all parts of the world that have no infrastructure. Good on you, Zuckerberg. 
That's a fantastic endeavor, and he's getting a lot of partners on board to help him, hardware partners, so that's a good thing. You're listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, and the whole reason we're here is to assist entrepreneurs to become successful. So if you have a question about any aspect of business, please don't hesitate to email me at bob at bobpritchard.com, and uh, we'll either answer it on air, and if we answer it on air, we send you a copy of my new book, or we email you directly. We're the number one show in the world for entrepreneurs, so no matter where you are on the planet, we thank you for listening. After the break, I'll be speaking with Scott Page. He is a great guy and a fellow member of Metal that I belong to in Los Angeles, which is just the best organization of people I have ever come across. I just go there every Saturday, and I absolutely love it. Well, Scott is most recognized, of course, for being a member of Pink Floyd, Supertramp, and Toto, three of the biggest bands in the history of music. But he's also one truly extraordinary serial entrepreneur with a great array of achievements. However, given all that, the one thing I really, really like about him is that he's a tireless worker for a range of charities, and he has raised millions and millions of dollars. We're huge fans here at the Bob Pritchard Radio Show of entrepreneurs who are successful and give back to the community. We need a lot more of that. So that's what it's all about, helping others get a leg up or simply helping the less fortunate. Go Scotty. (laughs) You're listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business, and I'll be back with Scott in just a moment. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Do you want your business to achieve results you never thought possible? Bob Pritchard is recognized as the business leader's advisor and has 30 years of experience as a straight-talking troubleshooter for Fortune 500 companies and SMEs across the world. Whether you need a checkup across all departments of your business or simply want to improve marketing, advertising, performance measurement, or some other area, Bob Pritchard will work his magic so you can blow away your competition. Bob Pritchard is also one of the most in-demand speakers in the world. Over 1,500 clients on five continents and countless standing ovations are a testament to how he changes the fortunes of business. Pick up Bob's new book, Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, at your nearest bookstore or visit Bob's website at www.bobpritchard.com. Remember, if you want to be successful, call Bob Pritchard now. Worldwide phone numbers and more information can be found at bobpritchard.com. You are listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. And this is the segment of the show where we talk to people who have achieved great success, people that are making a real difference in the world, and we try to find out what it is that makes them tick. Now, this 
This program's all about assisting entrepreneurs to learn from successful people and emulate these success stories. You know, we're all the masters of our own destiny, and I believe that most of us can be almost anything we want to be, and usually the only thing that's stopping us is that person that looks back in the mirror at us every day. To be an entrepreneur, irrespective of what business you're in, it takes guts and the willingness to really push the envelope. Now, my guest today has done exactly that. How'd you like to have a resume that describes you as a technologist, an entrepreneur, a musician, and a songwriter? As an entrepreneur, he formed Walt Tucker Productions, an audio-video post-production company, formed that in 1987. 1992, he co-founded Seventh Level, which is a CD-ROM game and educational software company. Later, co-founded New Media Broadcasting Company, a social media and collaborative communications enterprise. Now he's the CEO, the co-founder and CEO of Direct to Care, which is an online management company for healthcare. That's a pretty good lineup. Stop there. My guest received several acknowledgements and awards for his technology company's achievements. Named as one of the 50 pioneers of multimedia, he's been a guest lecturer and panellist at numerous conferences and university symposia. His industry acknowledgements include being named one of the top 100 multimedia producers by Multimedia Magazine, one of the 100 coolest people in Los Angeles. Now, that's a, that's a title I could go for. I'd like that one. <laughs> by Buzz Magazine and one of 50 new media innovators profiled in Pioneer Electronics Multimedia Frontier. Oh, I forgot something. Scott Page is most recognised for being a member of Pink Floyd, Supertramp and Soto, three of the biggest bands in the history of music. Now, this is a boy that's really got off his ass and achieved something. However, in my mind, Scott um, has even one much more important credit in his resume. That is, of a tireless worker for a range of charities. He's raised millions of dollars. And uh, that's something that is to be admired in entrepreneurs. If more people emulated Scott, the world would be one hell of a lot better place. Not only that, he's a good bloke. Hi, mate. How are you? Welcome to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. Well, thank you very much. And actually, I want to know that guy you just talked about. He's Holy cow, cool, I can't he? believe it. He's pretty cool. He is he really cool. Cooler. <laughs> That's pretty funny, actually. It's funny. All this time's gone by, and now I'm on the other end. I remember always thinking about talking about, you know, guys that were that were my heroes and, my you know, with these great track records and well, I blinked, and now at least uh, I'm old, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I know the feeling, old. mate. But a hundred <laughs> coolest people in Los Angeles. I think that's a that that, that that's the accolade you want. <laughs> uh, it was great. Yeah, that was pretty funny. It was uh, actually pretty exciting. And, you know, it's a wonderful actual title. I'm very thankful I've gotten that because that's actually one of the things that I think is so important in business is you know being able to get along with people and. Sure. You know, it's such a core aspect. It's all based on relationships, right? Absolutely. 
Now, it's a hell of a long way from appearing on the Lawrence Welk show in the ABC in the 50s when you were a little kid to direct to care. Um, it's yeah. a, social, a social network which provides outpatient healthcare advice. Um, at seventh level, you created a series of educational programs and you've raised millions of dollars for charity. So you're obviously a socially conscious person. Did you deliberately set out to create technology companies that do good or do you do good simply because those companies became successful? Huh. Interesting question. No, it wasn't really thought. I didn't go into it from the point of view of I'm going to try to build a socially conscious uh, business or anything like that. It was mostly just, you know, just I'm just a big believer. The more you give, the more you get. And uh, it's just it's amazing. You just sort of threw the through being out there in the world, you stumble along, you stumble and meet different people uh, and these opportunities come up and, you know, it's always fun to get involved with those types of things because there's such a great spirit and passion that goes along with those kinds of organizations and, you know, it's just very, it's very rewarding. So we try to, uh, you know, be involved in as many as we possibly can. Few people do that though. So where does, where does this commitment to the community come from? Uh, well, you know, I guess it's, you know, my, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty much into a lot of the spiritual teachings and, you know, I spend a lot of time thinking about that and meditating yeah. and it just seems like it's, it's just kind of, you know, it's involved in intertwined right in our DNA, I think, when you start looking at that. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's just, I think it's just an important thing to uh, get involved. You know, I think one of the main things that happens is a lot of times people get involved and it's just still okay. It's based on their ego. You know, yeah, they sure. do it because it makes them feel good, uh, which is definitely a great part of it. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're really giving, uh, it really pays off. It really helps in your business too. I mean, it's, again, like I said, it's you, the more you give, the more you get. And it's just, it's a win-win for everybody. I think that's absolutely true. You know, it's the more you give back, the more people, you know, it improves your brand equity, for want of a better word. I mean, people yeah. actually like you and admire you as a person, and that's got to be great for business. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, remember, the whole game of business is really based on relationships. And that's what's so interesting about the whole social world, the ability now for virtually anybody to have the opportunity to build relationships with people. I mean, that's what just blows my mind is how, you know, I've made friends with people now in targeted areas using the, using the internet. I haven't even met some of these people, but, you know, they're there for you and they can really help you. And I mean, it's incredible, the education, the knowledge, if you really start to get the hang of search and how social works and, you know, how to communicate and collaborate with people online. It's a, it's an incredible time. I mean, it really is for the entrepreneur. It's the greatest time in history. I, I keep saying, because right now I'm really kind of helping and focusing on a couple areas uh, with artists, because I'm kind of going back into the music side of things, because, right. you know, taking some of my knowledge from that and going back in there. But this is like, a, I explained to them, the greatest time in history for the independent artists. Yeah. especially to make money. I mean, but the big issue they have is they just don't really know how to engage yet or how to really kind of turn those fans into super fans and kind of build those relationships. You know? that, that's a weakness across most business. I've just given a speech about um, um, the likely changes in the, over the next 10 years in business and uh, um, people are just sitting there sort of dumbfounded. They think that it's going to continue. The, you know, they're still out there buying double-page newspaper ads and, and, and radio. <laughs> I, can't <laughs> I, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe it. Either. I just don't get it. Anyway, when you were young, you had three mm -hmm. goals. One, yep. to be a muso. One, to own a yep. business. 
and the third one to produce documentaries. Now, when you play yeah. Pink Floyd on the road, you'd sit there and read business books, which is yeah. not what most people would expect from a rock star. I mean, it's hardly drugs, sex and rock and roll. Do you want to come and come to this party no I think I'll read Think and Grow Rich <laughs> at that stage had you formulated in your mind what sort of business you wanted to go into or did you simply want to have the skills that, so that when the time was right you had the skills to make a success of it uh, well it's, let's see during that time I was really more, I was actually interested in the production side of business. So I was out with Floyd and started a production company, which was Walt Tucker yeah. at the time. And, um, during that time, I was really trying to just take the opportunity with all the free time we have on the road to really educate myself. You know, when I got, when I took the, when I take a gig, when I went on the road, cause we were on the road with Pink Floyd, that was an 18 month tour. Sure. So I'm, you're going to be gone for quite a while. So I knew the day that I started, the most important thing was, is now I have a year and a half to figure out what I'm going to do the day after it's over. Because <laughs> um, so, it comes quick. It's like you blink and boop, oh, that was a fast year and a half. It does come um, quick. So, so I really tried to take the opportunity to really kind of educate myself in the business world because I'd started that and I was always fascinated with the idea of business. My dad being a serial entrepreneur through the years, I'd grown up with him. He'd started to handle bunches of different businesses. And so I kind of got the, got hooked on that aspect through him. Um, but uh, it wasn't really, at that time I was, again, I was really more interested in the, in the, in the uh, production and um, kind of uh, media business at the time. And, and actually, when I came back after doing that first tour on the road, uh, when we had a break, I ended up going to Comdex, which was a you know, big trade show that was going on in Las Vegas, technology show. And I basically saw my future at that time, which is where I was sitting across the, the room, actually uh, promoting a CD-ROM that I'd worked on. And I saw a... Um, up on the screen, this thing from across the room went over, and it was a it was a thing called the Living Book. It was one of the first. It was called Grandma and Me, a kids' right. educational title. Yeah. And once I saw that and saw actually multimedia starting to happen on the computer, that's when I really tailored my my thinking about jumping into the cyber scene. And I really focused a lot in that area. And what was great was, is obviously being with Pink Floyd, it was always a great icebreaker. And I was able to really, you know, friend a whole bunch of these cyberpunks, you know, these guys and hanging out in their garages and, you know, writing code and, you know, doing the digital beings up in San Francisco and really hanging in that community. It was actually interesting because it was myself and Todd Rundgren and then uh, Thomas Dolby came in a little bit later on. We were kind of the, really the first, music guys kind of into that whole area. But when I saw that, I, I saw my future, and then I saw that the real game was getting into technology, and that's when I met my partner, uh, business partner, a guy named George Grayson, yeah. who was actually running the 20th largest software company in the United States at the time. And I pounded him every day to say, dude, let's go. This multimedia thing, let's go, let's go. The next thing I know, I um, brought Bob Ezrin in, who was, uh, you know, he produced all the Pink Floyd records and, you know, his major, major producer, Kiss, and all the big records, and Alice Cooper. Bob uh, was asking me, he's read an article about uh, the show that I was putting on in Vegas for Convex and called me up, and the next thing I know, Bob's my partner, and we're in it, and we're going after it, and that's when I really started to focus on the whole technology side of things. 
So it's, it's got to be a help when you're talking to tech guys and they're sitting there um, eating bags of chips and drinking Coke and listening to Pink Floyd music. It's got to be a help. <laughs> it does help. There's no question. <laughs> There's no question. I'm very, very thankful to have, have been able to, uh, you know, be able to absorb a little piece of that brand, you know. Well, now, with all the emphasis at the moment on healthcare, how does mm-hmm. direct-to-care fit into the overall healthcare landscape? How do you, how do you see that? Well, I- well, actually, this is a little bit, I've got to update. What we've done is we were, we were basically, directed care was really focused on uh, presence management for healthcare yep. professionals. And we actually saw the opportunity that, you know, what we were doing in the healthcare space is not just for doctors and those kind of guys, but actually into, you know, all types of business. So we've expanded what we were doing, and we've actually creating right now the online presence index. Right, and so we actually have now switching the brand to the getyouropi.com, which will be launching in about oh, probably hopefully another month or so, uh, which is really about focusing on managing online presence for uh, you know for anybody, which is you know it's important because Absolutely. that's your new uh, your new your new resume. Uh, so what we so what we've done is we basically bring in a lot of data into a dashboard so they can really get a feel for what's going on online and it's mapped to this index so you can see how you're doing, how your competition is doing and who else. And, you know, just really it's about authority and managing your online presence, you know, across that's, the board, not just social influence. That's fantastic. That's, that's really yeah. important. I've got a couple of clients and one of the most difficult things is um, just trying to keep a handle on everything that's out there and, and get the feedback and it's, it's really difficult at the moment. Yeah. So... Does Scott Page sort of have all these multiple personalities? You know, on one hand, you obviously love being a super group out in front of 100,000 people, and yet you love to play or love to play incognito in small clubs. That seems to be kind of weird. Um, and then you've created a succession of successful technology businesses, yet you um, work tirelessly to help people who are less privileged. I, I mean, it just seems that, You've done all of these things unbelievably well. Wow. But are you a musician, a businessman, a philanthropist? I mean, which one are you and which one would uh, you like on your tombstone? I'm not wishing you, you know, any luck. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there soon enough. <laughs> um, you know, gosh, you know, it's all pretty much the same to me. I mean, it's, again, it's, you know, building businesses and building relationships. It's all about the ride, you know, and I love, look at, I love music. I'm actually now really getting back into the music side of things on the, on the, uh, uh, documentary side of my second piece. What I've done is I've actually collected for the past uh, 52, I hate to say years, all the, um, all these archives, I shot about 150, 60 hours of Pink Floyd video, tens of thousands of photographs of tours and all that stuff. So now I'm in the midst of compiling all of that and getting ready to put a bunch of that out online, uh, which is so that's going to sort of solve the documentary side. So the question is, what is it? I, it's just, it's all of them. The music to me is, is, is much as important as the business side because they really do go hand in hand. When you really start thinking from a business point of view, it's uh, from an artist's point of view, View you have to be a businessman. Uh, from a businessman point of view, you have to figure out how to how to create, whether it's you or somebody else creating something of value. So I mean, they really all intertwine. So you know, I'm, I'm just happy with the, hey that guy that you know played the saxophone and got some code written. <laughs> I guess that's what we'll go on. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, it's it's very important these days because it doesn't matter what business you're in. 
you need mm-hmm. to be a good business person. It's one thing to yeah. be a visionary and, and be creative, but you've got to make those things work. And there's lots of, you know, everybody's got an idea, but very few people actually make them successful. Yeah, it's not an easy thing. And, I, you know, it's, it's definitely, you have to work. And that's one thing I tell all the artists that I'm working with right now. You know, it's like it's the greatest time in history for you to create a business. Uh, you no, I don't have to tell you, you know, the online world is opening incredible opportunities and sure. to bypass, you know, all third parties. You don't really need a record label anymore. What you need is an audience and whoever owns the audience wins. That's right. So it's, it's how do you engage that audience? How do you uh, uh, create, you know, I, I kind of follow the Kevin Kelly model of a thousand true fans. Yeah. You know, the idea of a true fan, somebody that spends a hundred dollars a year on you, you know, you got a thousand, you got a hundred grand. So if the artist starts the Lady Gaga model too, she's been enormously successful with her points of focus that she's done. Enormous. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's a real interesting time and you know, business is such an important part and especially in the artist world where these guys are terrible businessmen for the most part. Yeah. They don't realize how that first of all, they're terrible marketers and the terrible business people, yet in the world where they sit right now, they have one of the most important tools is, you know, it's all about content marketing and how to create relationships using your content. They create content, which is always the hardest part to do, right? So they've got a big piece of it solved. It's really just learning these other aspects. So, you know, that's the area I'm focused on is really trying to help artists figure out, take it from a business point of view. Is it a hobby or is it going to be a business? That's my first question. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, what is interesting is that the changes are so tremendous now that you've got, um, for example, Breaking Bad rated, uh, pulled in 10.3 million listeners, and yet you have um, Nice Peter on um, YouTube who can get 80 million people viewing his his, um, video. So... I am. You know, it's a whole different ball game now. You've got you've got Yahoo setting up studios and Apple setting up studios and everybody setting up studios that that give everybody, no matter what you do, just an incredible entree into this whole new world of reaching the people right where they live, one on one, without going through anybody else. Yeah, incredible. I mean, that that is such a fundamental change in the way everything's being done. I mean, the opportunities for those that seize it right now are just yep. incredible. No, I agree. I mean, yeah, you know, you're seeing it. You know, I always use the example, which we, you know, both of us, we hang out with Ken, Ken Murkowski and his metal yep. group. Uh, I don't know if you saw the time when Aaron Ray came over there from um, the collective and you yep. know, he handled all those things like the angry orange and all that. Yeah, that when was, I, that you was brilliant. Yeah, when you hear that the ang- not the angry orange, the annoying orange, annoying orange which costs yeah. between two hundred to five hundred dollars per episode, is a, a, this year will become a billion dollar property. Yeah, and that was that was launched off in of YouTube, right? So the model has definitely shifted, and if you build audience, you're, you're the you know the world is your oyster. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You basically can clean up, so that's the game. That wonderful was a, time. That was an absolutely jaw-dropping presentation, I reckon. It was fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I had no idea. I mean, you know, you're talking about most people think about um, a um, an impact bringing you in a dollar, and he's talking about multiples of $30, and you sit there and think, how the hell do they do that? But um, but you can once you once you understand yep. the business, you really can. Yeah. So the, yep. the the third item on your list of desires when you were young was to create documentaries. Now, yeah. where, where are you with that? You mentioned that you've got. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I've been collecting and, you know, kind of pulling all the pieces together for years, and it's actually kind of fun. What I'm doing is I've been pushing this stuff into a closet in and in into a storage bin for, <laughs> you know, like I said, more than 50 years, and I never looked at any of it. Yeah. You know, it's sort of just collecting. I'm a major collector, so I've been collecting, collecting, and collecting, and shooting video and taking photos, and, you know, that's what I did on my tours and while I was out all this time. And so I'm having fun right now where we've been digitizing everything, and uh, it's actually blowing my mind to go back and see some of this stuff. So what I'm doing is, is I'm actually, instead of like trying to edit all this footage and do all of that, I'm actually taking an approach which is a little different. Since I haven't seen it, I'm going to take my viewers along with it at the same time. So oh, cool. I, get my vi- I get my video camera out and yep. I say, okay, where are we going today? Let's see. We're going to go to uh, Pink Floyd in Venice. Okay, boom. I pull it up and I say, okay, here's what's happening. So I, I say, hold on. I throw the thing on. I throw the, 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 the file up. I throw, when I find something really cool, I turn the camera back on. I go, sure, this will kill you. Check this out. Boom. And I just shoot in the video screen. Right. Of the actual moment, and actually commentating on top of it, putting some you know some verbiage over the top. So it's actually kind of fascinating because it's my first time seeing the footage and this stuff at the same time as everybody else. So it's actually interesting to go back and go through all this. So you know that's what I'm doing, just kind of compiling all this stuff and things that I put together through the years to now take and uh, you know put it all together and get it out there and let people see some of the fun times we had in the days on the road and you know some really interesting points of view because obviously when you're inside with these bands and with these artists um you get a different point of view than you do sure. when you're out and from the audience point of view so sure. i think they'll be fascinated to see some of this stuff i spoke to a guy on the show last week um from a company called show dog who which mm-hmm. enables you to pull any material from anywhere and then pull it down onto a multiple of screens um, it's very clever. I will. I'll send you and him um, and contact each other because that might be a great tool for you to facilitate mm. what you're doing. It's very clever. So mm. you've been able to achieve fantastic success both as a musician and a businessman. Now we've got a very large audience of entrepreneurs on this program, entrepreneurs and and executives of companies. In your opinion, what are the key traits that are required to become successful, irrespective of whether it's music or business or whatever the hell it is? What are the what are the major traits that you need to have? You know, I think obviously the one that everybody says you have to have the passion. You know, for me it's always been difficult to try to get involved in something that I wasn't really passionate about because the hard part is keeping the drive going. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a lot of times you can get all excited about a business opportunity because you look at the dollars and everything. But then at the end of the day, you go, is that really something I want to do every day? Yeah. And if it's not, if it's not, you know, the chances are you'll you'll drop out, you know, because it's just it's very difficult to keep it going. So obviously passion is really important. Um, I think, you know, building relationships is another really, really key thing. I always talk about influencing the influencers. Yep. That's really the model. I think a lot of, a lot of entrepreneurs and things try to shoot, you know, take a the shotgun approach. Yep. And I try to yep. take a more of a, like, okay, who are the people that can really inf- help me move my, what my vision is and who are they and focus on trying to meet them and build a relationship with them. And um, I you know, think that's once you a get fantastic right, piece of advice. That's a great piece of advice. Yeah, because yeah, I mean that's the beauty of going out and uh, you know, especially today with search. You know, and I yeah. talk to people about Twitter search being one of the greatest business tools on the planet. 
you know, people are their, their eyes roll around. What do you mean? <laughs> you know, yes. and, you know, the ability to find audience, meet people, find people. I mean, you know, for me, I've been really focusing like over the last three, four years on really the whole content marketing and really trying to understand the new marketing and business models that are happening online. And through that, because I can target, I've met incredible people and found some great folks and stuff that build like where they're the influencers and they're so helpful in helping you move your business forward. So sure. I think this, that's a big one. It's influencing influencers. Determine where you want to go, who's going to help you the most, where it is, and work on building those relations, figuring out how to meet those people and moving yourself through the process. Uh, there's actually a thing by uh, Stephen Mead, who is another metal. Oh, I love Stephen Mead. Yep. Stephen, and I don't know if you saw his tornado principle. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah, I have. It's a... That's a fascinating thing, and I think everybody should go out, if you're serious, you should go on YouTube, look for Stephen Mead and his Tornado Principle, and just check yeah. that out. I mean, it's very simple, but it's, it like, it's almost like the aha moment. You kind of go, oh, geez, I've been doing this wrong all this time, and it's really about how to find focus and figure out how to move your, what you're trying to move forward in the most efficient way by you know, finding the right people, asking the right questions. So that's a really good, that's a good one. So... Definitely go check out Stephen Mead on YouTube, The Tornado Principle. I think it's a tornado. Is it principle? I can't remember that. Yeah, and, and, and the last like one, that. of course, I guess, is perseverance. So many people give up. Oh, yeah. You can't. I mean, that's, that's the really interesting thing is, you know, staying on it is that's half the battle. But what I would say, too, probably one of the more important things, because I've been there, well, I'm telling you right now, I was so passionate about something, and I worked and worked, didn't give up, didn't give up, didn't give up. I didn't know when to give up. Yeah. That's, a that's another one, is when to, when to fold. Yep. You know, if things aren't getting to place, I mean, that's a very touchy thing, because you want to be persistent about, you know, keeping that thing going and never giving up. But, but at the same time... Yeah. You can get killed by hanging on too long to an idea that just doesn't have legs, even though you may think it does. Yep. And is it possible? So it's a, that's, a, that's a tough one. Yeah, keeping the perseverance and being, you know, having the stamina to go the extra mile, but at the same time being smart enough to know when to call, call it quits. Because I can tell you, I've done that, and it's very painful. <laughs> it's very painful because it becomes your baby, and you're so entwined, and you love it so much, and you feel like it's got so much traction, it's got the possibilities. But then you can just, after a while, you just start seeing that, you know, it's just not getting the traction. couple of simple and, questions to finish up. Okay. Who's your favorite all-time band? Oh, gosh, that's a really, that one goes crazy. I mean, I can tell you that there's, I've been listening to five records now for like 25 years, and I listen to them over and over again. Yeah. So it's the same ones, same guys. Those records get better and better every year. But I'm, you know, I'm a big Stevie Wonder fan. The old, the old school Stevie yep. days. I just love him. You know. Yeah. Um, you know, I I listen to those greatest hits records. Junior Walker is one of my all time greatest favorite okay. saxophone players on yep. the entire planet. A very unique. Uh, I love Nat King Cole. Is another okay. one that's great. Everybody go get Nat King Cole live at the Sands. I guarantee yeah, you. Yeah, it's fantastic. I agree. Fantastic record. You know, obviously there's Wes Montgomery. I mean, there's a, there's so many different guys that I really, really love. And, you know, from bands, I'm, I'm obviously, I love Pink Floyd, mostly because I'm so, I, I can't believe the the power of that brand and what it's all about. But, I agree. You know, there's, there's just, uh, you know, that's a really tough question because I listen 
you know, I'm so into the music scene. They're just different guys for different things. And a lot of the things that I listen to are probably so obscure to people like Lenny Bro. I don't know how most people have never heard of Lenny Bro. Probably the greatest guitar player that ever lived. Uh, go check him out on YouTube. That's B-R-E-A-U. Uh, uh, Lenny Bro. Okay, all-time uh, favorite song. My all-time favorite song? Um, I think it's, uh, um, my all-time would be, uh, uh, oh gosh, well, it's, it's, it's actually a, a great, uh, Amazing Grace. Amazing Grace. <laughs> Who'd have thought? I love, I love that tune. I, I really love all those old traditional kind of tunes. Yeah. I love the way the chords, the changes. I just really enjoy a lot of that stuff. So those are some, you know, there's a bunch of them, but, you know, those are the kinds of tunes I like. Scott Page, you are a great entrepreneur. You're a legend. You're an inspiration to any person seeking success in business. You are also a fucking great musician. And I hope I see you again at Metal sometime soon. This is Bob Absolutely. Pritchard. Thank you. This is Bob Pritchard, and you're listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show on Voice America Business. And I'll be back with you in just a moment. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. listening to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show. To connect with Bob, please send an email to bob at bobpritchard.com. That's bob at bobpritchard.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to the Bob Pritchard Straight Talking. Absolutely no bullshit business show. And I'm coming to you this week from my hometown in Los Angeles with a bung leg that I can't walk on. And... um, Oh, well, I'm sure it'll be better sometime soon. Now, this is a segment of the show where we bring you emails from our listeners all around the world, and it's incredible that despite the different cultures, almost every email we get is applicable to any business, anywhere, large or small. The first email comes from Alison Briggs of Memphis, Tennessee. I was there only two weeks ago. Alison writes, I love your show. It is terrific information and you can be very funny. Your scolding of the guy who wrote you the email a couple of weeks ago was great. You also have some terrific guests and as I am a salesperson, I would really like you to get someone on that is an expert in NLP, but someone who can keep it relatively simple. Well, thank you very much, Alison, for your uh, suggestion. I'll get onto it and see what I can do. I also had a terrific email from a listener, Steve Grant, in Adelaide, in Australia, who commented on my um, few words about Andy Irvine. Um, Just in case you didn't listen last week, I contacted Andy Irvine from a company called My House about um, whether he'd like to have five minutes on the show talking about his his um, his business, My House, and uh, what our listeners could do to help him. And he sent me back an email saying, fuck off, idiot. 
Um, I'm not sure that that's the greatest um, custom way to develop customer relations in the world, but that's Andy, I guess. Uh, he's in Australia, in Melbourne, so I guess it goes with the cold weather or the territory or something. Um, Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee. I was there a couple of weeks ago and uh, I went down to the Jerry Lee Lewis Cafe, which has just opened, and uh, in Beale Street, great street. But this night um, there was a guy playing called Jason James and uh, we just popped in to have a bite to eat and this guy was sensational. He um, He's a guitar playing, piano playing, singing sensation. I mean, he's, he's toured all over the world and he's played guitar with Bo Diddley and um, he is phenomenal. And he's been playing for quite a while, I think, on um, Beale Street in Memphis, Tennessee. And every Wednesday night, he performs at Graceland. So if you're down in, um, in Memphis and you go down to Beale Street for something, wait, firstly, the food at um, Jerry Lee Lewis's cafe is great. And but Jason James is really something else, and uh, I got one of his CDs, and I've been listening to it, and he's brilliant. He sets fire to the piano and the drums. I mean, it's a it's a great show. This guy's great. Anyway, Alison, people with different characteristics communicate in totally different ways. I mean, how often have you sat down with somebody and explained as clearly and concisely as you can? something only to have the other person just not get it. I don't understand what you're talking about. How about if you've been a party and you pass around a bunch of photographs and uh, some people study and others just treat them with absolute disdain and pass them on. And it's, it's not that the other party's stupid or not interested. They just have different characteristics than you. Their communication characteristics are different. So depending on the purity of the characteristic in each person's makeup, it can almost seem like you're speaking two totally different languages. About 45% of all people are visual, which means they react to visual stimuli. For example, if you um, were pointing out a view or showing them a photograph, they'll be really interested because it's visual. However, if they ask them to listen to the birds or the purr of an engine which is auditory, they will be much less interested. They'll have the same reaction if you ask them to feel the texture of a brick or a piece of fabric. Actions that appeal to the kinesthetic characteristic. Now, visual people, you can tell when people are visual because they use terms like, I see what you're saying, or I've got a bird's eye view, or it appears to me, um, I'll see to it. Things that have got visual in the phrase. Now, about 30% of people are kinesthetic, so they react to emotion, touch and feel. So while they won't be the least bit enthused over a photograph or a view, they love to touch things and they really get involved in an emotional story. They use touchy-feely phrases like, um, it feels terrific, come to grips with, slip my mind, get in touch with, 
I've got a handle on that, things that are touchy-feely. The remaining 25% are auditory. They relate to sounds. Now, if you're selling them real estate, you would talk about the peace and quiet or the sound of the creek or the tweeting of birds. They use phrases such as within earshot, clear as a bell, express yourself, voice your opinion, things that relate to sound. Now, if you understand NLP, it's an extremely valuable sales tool. And another valuable asset of of NLP is to mirror the physical and speech characteristics of the person with whom you're speaking. So if they um, walk slowly and talk slowly, then you walk slowly and talk slowly. This is because people relate better to people that they perceive are like them. So by mirroring their characteristics, but, you know, don't mirror them, you'll likely get a whack in the mouth. The rapport between you will be greatly improved. Alison, a copy of Kick-Ass Business and Marketing Secrets, How to Blitz Your Competition. My latest bestseller, number five out of five, um, will be sent off to you tomorrow. For all of you that have listened to the show for the first time, go to my new website, which is bobpritchard.com, up today, and um, send me your questions. Email me at bob at bobpritchard.com. Follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and Google+. And please become my LinkedIn contact. And don't forget, if you've got a particular guest you'd like me to interview or a particular topic you would like me to address, please email me at bob at bobpritchard.com. I hope you enjoyed the show. We're pleased to have been bringing you the show since 2011. It's a heap of fun. And so I'll be with you at the same time next week, no matter where you are in the world, to address issues that affect small business everywhere. So thanks for listening to the Bob Pritchard No Bullshit Business Show for entrepreneurs. And remember, if you're serious about being successful, this is the place to come at the same time every week. This is Bob Pritchard. Have a look at my new site bobpritchard.com and I hope you have a fantastic week you've been listening to the Bob Pritchard radio show please join us again next Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel until then enjoy another week of success in your business and your life